episode of Exennial's podcast. It's episode 11. And um, wow, this is, I think, the fourth or fifth, maybe the fourth recording that we're doing remotely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's been interesting. But how are you, Jay? I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't, um, this quarantine life isn't getting to me as much as it was in previous episodes. And I feel, well, now I am more being supportive of my daughter than really thinking about how I am. Obviously, I'm always supportive of my daughter, but I've noticed how it's affecting her a little bit more. So I'm trying to put more energy into that and support her. Mm. It has to do with her college work and stuff. And my heart actually goes out to all the children, all the young people working, doing schoolwork and college work and stuff and not really having, you know, that support that they're used to. It is a big, you know, a new big thing for them. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been hearing a lot from politicians, um, the the media, parents, teachers even, but you don't really hear, like, I find like the young people or the students don't really have a voice, like it isn't prominent, so you don't necessarily hear, I mean, you hear it probably through parents and things, but I think it's unfortunate that we don't get to really see or hear like how how our young people are really coping in this time yeah well, some schools and I think my school's going to be doing it are setting up because I think what is this nine or ten weeks now that quarantine's been going on so yeah. they are having like a session for the year 10s and the year 12s to come in the year 12s is going to be academic and pastoral, but the year 10s is going to be just pastoral. And it's just about yeah. talking about how they're getting on, how they're feeling, if there's anything they want to share or any support they need. Yeah. And to be honest, I think it could have been done sooner, if I'm absolutely honest, because all it would have taken is, you know, the head of year, spread the teachers out across the school, just send this child to, you know, the one way in, one and way just out. Just do um, one-to-one. It could have been done sooner. We've been in... 10 weeks now so it's interesting to find that now all of a sudden we can have this pastoral care now that's just my opinion and I think that maybe it's a new way of working for everybody so maybe they've just thought of it now but when you really deep it it could have been done before so I just Mm -hmm. I do get concerned for the people that don't have you know those young people that are in different as we said before different home circumstances yeah Mm. but um I think from most schools are um well, secondary schools at least are going to have have started making arrangements for their for their students. Like you said, your school is doing that. Our school is also um, doing that. So, yeah, I guess that's something positive. I suppose it's not the best, but I have enjoyed though. I have enjoyed being able to as um energy being in the education prof- educational profession. Should I say I have enjoyed helping where people have said oh jay how do you do this or do you have any resources for this i do feel more at use do you know what i mean i, I do mm-hmm. like to have a sense of purpose so i have been sharing um all key stage work with anybody that needs it really from key stage two all the way up to key stage do you have this work or do you know anything even if i don't have it myself i've been able to direct them you know, look yeah. at this, go to this website and stuff like that. So it is, it has drawn out, and you know, different talents from different people. And there is, I do sense there is a big community spirit, which is, is nice. Definitely. It is nice. And I, I do admire, there are some students who are working really, really hard and they're actually thriving. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's some people, some don't people necessarily do well. They don't necessarily do well in the in the classroom environment or they they don't participate as much or they have behavioral issues on these platforms they are doing really really well so you know just big ups to them because it's not easy at all but mm. you know i think yeah, it, so. it, it can um play up to the different characters can't it some people yeah, sit at home and learn independently some people need that you know you know that whole environment of the classroom mm-hmm. others can adjust yeah others are not very adjustable so yeah, yeah. So like my only worry is the the ones that we haven't been seeing much of online that's yeah. that, that yeah, is i've got issue. a few of them i've got a big percentage of them yeah. but you know what not even to sign in a bad way this is where the parents kind of have to take more responsibility because we're not at home we can only go so far we can mm-hmm. really only go so far so if the parents mm-hmm. 
and it could be broken. And then it's difficult for some, some parents as well, depending on what your situation is. You might have to work from home as well as a parent. Then you have to oversee or make sure that your child is online or doing whatever they need to do. And then you probably have another child sorting them out. Then you've got different devices that you probably, they maybe one device that they have to share. So there are lots of different dynamics at home yeah, that yeah. parents have well, to Well, instead do. of the government giving out the 10 grand for the people that don't really need it, they should have given that to some of the poorer families that need the facilities. That's mm. what they should have did. You keep giving yeah. to people that don't need it. But anyway, mm -hmm. I don't know. The weather has been amazing. Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, trust it to be one of those few weeks where every single day, like it's this is so unusual. Every single day, the sun has been out. It hasn't rained. It's like blue skies. It's perfect weather. But then there isn't much to do apart from going to the park. Um, speaking of which. <laughs> we went to the park guys <laughs> yes i mean we did maintain distance somewhat i think that we just well i do you guys know how i stay ready so we were part we were perched we had a perfect spot on a little hill by the river and then we was like kind of half in the shade half in the sun and this next family tried to like perch up next to us and i had to say excuse me social distancing if you didn't come with me why are you so close <laughs> I don't understand. Exactly. I don't think a lot of people else going in their groups and literally trying to be in their own little space. Like I, you could see people were actively trying to stay apart. To stay so apart. I don't know why you would come and set up. But I've I've been a couple of places. When I say a couple of places, not out and about, but like to the supermarket or to mm. B and Q or wherever, and. I had to look behind. I'm like, where is this man, like, really close behind me? <laughs> a two-meter distance, mate. Come on. So I, I know that a lot of people aren't necessarily following those rules. Even when they get inside, you mm -hmm. know, you're there shopping, and then you're looking for what you want, and then somebody just reaches there in front of you, forgets the whole distance, doesn't wait, but puts themselves in front of you. I'm just like, okay, what's the point? What is the actual point? So, yeah, a lot of people don't seem to... Do you know what? I caught myself doing that the other day. I think, was it Honey or something? I was looking on the shelf for, <laughs> and I was looking, and then this other man came, and then it's like, you know when you head, you think, oh, yeah, that's the one, and I just grabbed it and carried on, and I seen when he looked, and then I said to myself, I know why he's looking, and I said, you have to remember. <laughs> but I wasn't... It was literally, I just literally, I just thought, oh, that's what I need. I quickly grabbed it and then I remembered, you know what? Oops. I wasn't, but not in a bad way, but I'm thinking, okay, I know what I'm on. I know my immune system's off, da, 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 but I don't know how he was feeling. And it's yeah. getting to the point now whereby it's almost an offense. Cause I always was a type of person where even if I'm in the queue, don't stand too close behind me because it's, you don't need to do that. I would like to tell you, excuse me, personal space. But it's yeah. got to the point now where if people are close to you, that you don't know, they're not from your household, they're not your friends, they're not your family, you do feel the need to say, like, you're too close. Yeah. And I think that's almost, that's going to, before I would say something like that, and I'd be, you can see people looking like that, well, that's a bit rude, but I don't think it's going to be considered rude now, though. It's going to be no. very sociable, social, no, uh, excuse me. socially acceptable, sorry, to say that to people. <laughs> yeah, that was a good we excuse had fun. to it was nice. In the sunshine, by the lake. Yeah. But Definitely. I think everybody's, I was saying to my fiancé, like, people aren't going to want to stay in now. Now that the weather is nice, it's going to be harder. In the UK, normally, it's like, okay, stay in, it's cold outside, it's dark, it's rainy. Yeah. The weather's not, you're quite happy to sit at home in your blanket and, you know, drink your hot chocolate and watch a movie. But now you're looking outside, bare, so, so, so much nice weather. So much nice weather. Trust just, me. Who wants Somebody to stay inside? Somebody was saying that. They would have preferred if I think it was Chucky on Halfcast podcast, okay. and he was saying he would have preferred if it was um, if Corona had happened during the winter season. So like from October right down to December, all the way down to January, not, <laughs> yeah, or January even, where you where you're not you, no, you're no, not no. coming out. Everybody tends to stay home anyway. 
snows about February, March, so let it be in February. <laughs> I can celebrate my daughter's birthday and have the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. But then I, I think that it, it would be, that would just lead to a whole lot of extra depression and stuff because then you can't go outside, so you are literally restricted to to the house so whereas you you know you're more likely to go for a run or go for a walk in the park or whatever mm-hmm. during the winter days like that <laughs> for a lot of people that is not happening or it's not happening that to true. that extent that's, that's very, very or you know people who have gardens you go and you sit in the garden because it's it's welcoming the weather is welcoming welcoming yeah, for that but in the winter no 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 well i have found up until about two weeks ago I was only going out, I was going out literally every three to four days. I'd be in the house for four days, maybe three days, and I'd go out for like an hour or two to do my errands, go shopping, do whatever, get my electric, do different things. And then um, I'd come back in and then spend another three or four days, sometimes five days in the house and then go back out. So I was literally going out when I need when I needed to. Yeah. I just couldn't be bothered. When you're working, instructions. So that again. I said, as per governmental instructions. Yeah, but it wasn't even, I just got fed up of it. I just thought, oh, let me just stay in the house because you can't really do the things you want to do anyway. I want to go and see my friends and family. I want to go out for dinner. I want to go and hang out in the park with my friends without having to think about all this. You know, it's just getting too complicated. Yeah. I was saying to one of our mutual friends, it's getting to the point now where you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go outside now. Do I have my sanitizer? Do I have my gloves? Do I have my mask? It's yeah, just, my mask. Too, it was yeah. overwhelming me. So I just thought, you know what, just don't go out. That's the best thing to and, do. And also, do I have to line up? Like, oh gosh. Do I really need to go. Tinder, you know how impatient I am? I cannot do it. I am driving out. I am driving out like 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes to Sainsbury's. Or Sainsbury's, that's why it's 20 minute drive, 25 minute drive if I go the long way. And the queue's just like this. I'm not advertising Sainsbury's, but I feel like Sainsbury's and Marisons have mar- managed the um managed the quarantine well. situation. The Tesco's, it's been a sham. It's been yeah. absolutely awful. I think sometimes it's hit and miss. Like sometimes the lines are quite long, depending on the time of the day and stuff like that. Um. So yeah, but babe, so as education is a deterrent. As, so as, as teachers, we're still working. So we I'm not leaving the house till half three, four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's when everybody's finished coming what they're doing and coming out. So the queue's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But you know it is what it is. Things are lift, lifting gradually. I mean, people are saying different things. People are saying that, you know, it's too soon. Other people think, ah, you know, it, it should have happened sooner. You know, lots of different theories. But anyway, we're not anyway, going to dwell on that. Um, that will be that. That will be that. We have um, an interesting um, issue that we're going to discuss. It's something that is... All over everywhere. All over social media, all over the news outlets, um, and on the hearts and minds and tongues of... I would say every black community there is. So whether that's in America or in Britain, Caribbean or Africa, it is something that's prevalent. Um, So we're talking about the um, current climate in America where you've got the um, George Floyd case, um, which I don't think I'm I one of the things that we we discussed before we even started the podcast was that we wouldn't dwell too much on the scenarios itself. So I think everybody should have a an idea of what the George um Floyd case is. So I'm not we're not really going to spend time dwelling on that, but essentially it's, it's a murder of a black person. Yeah. And the rationale behind that is, you know, we have, I'm not going to go through the list of names and say how many of our people have been killed in this way, because it's it's just basically too many. It's too many. It shouldn't have happened. And a lot of us do find it triggering, me included. So this is why normally 
when I, I, on our podcast, Tinda and I would do vast amounts of research, go back into time and look at different events and different things that have alluded to or brought us to where we are. At this point in time, for us to go back and look at all the police incidents, all the riots, all the unlawful killings and lynchings, and we'll be going back 400 years, guys, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's very triggering for us that are here today, looking at our generations and looking at our forefathers and what we've been through. It's not easy to sit here and know that, okay, how we've been treated by society, a society that we, in fact, built up for free. You know, the UK and America have been built on our backs for free and being ill-treated all the way. So that is why we're not going to go and list. So we want to give respects out to any family that's been affected by this. And RIP, rest in peace and rest in power to people that have lost their lives and I'm saying people and I hope no one takes offense but as I said we're not going to go through and list because we don't want to we want to try and be solution based here rather than looking at what's been done we don't feel that looking at what's been done is going to really help us now how we need to move forward and we're going to that's what we're going to try and consider and you know soundboard off with each other and hopefully you if you have any suggestions you can let us know yeah and I also think that there's a lot of information available online. So um, you've heard us talk about this particular case, but then there's so many others mm-hmm. that, you know, you can go and research. And I'm happy to list some things, some places that you can go to read mm-hmm. more about it if you'd like to get some more information on that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought that's just come to me. I go thought on. that's just come to me is... When we talk about, okay, for here in the UK, um, Black History Month is in October, yeah? And mm-hmm. there's petitions and there's, you know, organisations that have been fighting for and pushing for Black History to be part of the curriculum in the UK, the national curriculum for everybody to learn about it. Now, we have our week or our month or whatever it is. Now, mm-hmm. we is Black all the time. We don't get to choose when to celebrate, when we don't celebrate. Those of us that are empowered and woke, as they say, we celebrate all the time. We know we're Black. We know we're beautiful. We know that we're fe- fearfully and wonderfully made. Those of some of us don't aren't, aren't there yet and are still quite inhibited in how they are. But I say that to say this, if you are interested and you're not part of the Black culture and you're not part of you're just not black you're of another race another color another another culture there is plenty of information as tindai said go into our history see you know look at how we've been treated along the along the years in america in the u.s and across the world and how differently we're being treated and educate yourself as to why Mm -hmm you know, these things might be happening. If you are white and you feel like, oh, it's not me, you know, that saying, then you're part of the problem. Or are you part of the solution or are you part of the problem? Mm. Yeah, and I'm saying that to say, I'm just going to, I know I'm going on a bit here, but I really want to put this out there. So I found this post, um, it's from at the conscious kid on Instagram and it's got a triangle. I'll have to, it is on our um, story currently. And it's on our highlights also. So it's got a triangle. And imagine it's got a triangle. And at the top, it says overt white supremacy, socially acceptable. So you've got lynching, hate crimes, blackface, using the M word, the swastika, neo-Nazis, burning the cross, racist strokes, racial slurs and the KKK. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten things that are socially unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Do we think that the socially acceptable list is... bigger or smaller is that a question for me or just yeah, a question for you and generally well, i'm yeah. actually looking at it so i, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can tell yeah. you now that it's it's smaller it's definitely smaller and um anyway let me let me let you finish before i so, chime in it, i'm just gonna pick out a few things so white co- covert white supremacy socially acceptable so if you do this as a as a non-black person in a social setting, people accept it and people are like, oh, okay, let's just keep it moving. So tones and tone policy, um, statements like let's make America great again. And for us that are in the UK, when Britain was great, let's make Britain great again. Mm-hmm. Side note, that's very important. You, When people say things like that, when America was great as they see and when UK, the UK was great as they see, that's when you were um, canonian, canonian list. I can't say the word, help me out, Tindai. Yeah, 
and they were going around looting, rubbing, rubbing Africa, rubbing India, going around, you know, basically being terrorists to the world and rubbing and thieving. That's when mm. you were so-called great. Okay, denial of racism, tokenism, having English-only initiatives, self-appointed white allies, um, saying things to black people like you're so articulate. Are we not meant to be articulate? Um, mm. There's only one human race and saying things like all lives matter. All lives always mattered until you started to kill us. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to go into that. Cause I think, you know what, to be honest with you, reading it is triggering. So I'm not, I'm not going to read it. The whole thing. Um, just two things. So one, um, I wanted to bounce on the whole um, all lives matter thing. Because um, the whole Black Lives Matter movement is actually a tenet of all lives matter because we're saying that black lives matter too. We're not saying that they matter more than. It's just the fact that people think that they don't matter and we, we have to make it clear that actually we are humans, we do matter. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of people get confused with that slogan because if they feel people who are not necessarily who aren't black feel for whatever reason excluded um and that's just yeah, you know what they're excluded when the negativity is happening to so be excluded now it's fine yeah when, when it's the culture when it's you want to dance to our music and when it's you want to mm -hmm. inject your lips and make your body big and all these other things you don't you want to include yourself then mm -hmm. so why don't you want to why why do you feel away now why is it different exactly can't. this is the thing we don't get to pick and choose what we take part in our way we yeah. went every we, day we, and we, we've got yes. we're men and late we're men and lated every day my blackness isn't going to disappear yeah yeah, even if I got burnt, if I got burnt today or anything happened to me, I got acid, God forbid, or anything thrown on me, I'm a black female, you're a black female, it's not going to change. Even yeah. if you're even if you're dating or, you know, you're with someone of outside your race, you're still a black person. It doesn't mm. change. Mm. And we don't have a choice. It is not, you know, it is what it is. We are who we are. Um, going back to the... the um, the issue of you know what can people do what can we yeah, do our solutions yeah what are some of the solutions you were you were saying that um you know well the, the one of the very first things we mentioned was actually just educating yourselves and to me that's one of the most powerful things that you can do yeah um instead of just following the bandwagon and hearing people say things do your own research as well because that will keeping yourself informed gives you a more nuanced view of the situation and it helps you to empathize a little bit more so particularly for um non-black people and you know if you're you're white and you want to get involved the, the important thing is jazz and you were just saying is understanding these little things and doing your own um, research and knowing you know where some of the the things that people say and the things that people do where those things come from and actually acknowledging that you if you are enjoying the culture so you like black food you you know you like you're, you're injecting your lips, you're, you're tan. well, I, I don't want to go into tanning because that's a whole different thing. I'm not going to say that one, but um, you enjoy b black music and stuff like that. Then, it, you know, you have to also take the, the sour. <laughs> you can't just enjoy all of the sweet and then expect, and then when it, be, when it comes to things like this, remain silent. So that's one of the first things I would say, just get um, immerse yourself in as much knowledge as possible so that you know where people are coming from. You're not ignorant when you speak. Um, and people sound ignorant when they speak. When they don't read, you, it, you can tell. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that's the first thing I think all of us I've got one. Really in addition, we'll go back to back. So in addition to that, I found something on Instagram and it, you see um, families, so you have like the mother or the grandmother, the father, you know, the elder or the parent carer with the young person sitting 
talking to them about their experience dealing with the police and how they need to deal with it it's actually quite sad it's quite sad and it's quite it is triggering however these parents are, are having trying to put solutions in place with their children okay if the police approach you you put your hands up like this obviously you can't see me now but you kind of put your hands up next to your head you, you know you open your palms you show them that you haven't got anything you tell them your name you know when you're saying you're going to go for your wallet okay i'm going to get my wallet now this is where it is let's go for it and i'm not going to lie like i'm listening thinking do we need to be treated like monkeys here and i'm not i'm using monkeys with deliberateness like do this do that do the other if you ask us for the for, for our wallet why are you always assuming because you've done so much now it's got to the point where you stop somebody and in the back of your mind you're thinking hold on there was a murder of the, a black man or a black woman just two weeks ago and if i stop this black person they could be triggered and be scared and could do something to me so before mm -hmm. they do it to me and they're not even going to do nothing it's in your head you're doing it to them so now these parents and carers are having to train their young people in how to almost deal with a police if you get stopped by the police you know no yeah. attitude no attitude no sass be be respectful be respectful da, 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 da. And if I had a son, I'd be sitting him down telling him the same thing. Now I'd be saying, son, you know, when he starts to drive and stuff like that. And I'm going to have to have that conversation with my daughter. When she starts to drive and she's when she's older, doing more things by herself, and gets by the police. this is how you conduct yourself. Now, I believe that's part of the solution. So the more times we can say, all right, then we were stopped, we did this, we did that. I'm not making saying, oh, this is going to stop everything. But if we educate our young people on how to conduct themselves, it I think they, they, it, this has been it's been proven yes and you know having the talk the talk is what they call it yeah. um you know having the talk is I think a prolific thing like everybody if you're African-American or you're black in a predominantly white country um most families will have that conversation with their children yeah. um however the issue is it doesn't matter some it a lot of the times it doesn't matter you know in a lot of these cases the people have been very compliant mm -hmm. and yet still the result is the same i agree so, with you but what i'm saying is i think at, at, it's got to a point where it's like oh, it's sorry it's sad to say but it's like is that all they can do in terms of parenting because you get to the point where now my daughter's well, going to be 18 uh, in March. I have to know that. I have to have the faith to know, okay, she can go out, she can do these things, she can and come back to me safely. These parents, it's almost like this is all they can do. And then you're getting, you're getting the other side of Instagram where it's the least they can do. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. Where people are arming their whole family. You've seen some big old automatic weapons, some revolvers, mm -hmm. the standing there with yeah. the father, the son the babe you know the five-year-old everybody's everybody's tooled up ready to go and do this hammered up ready to go and do what they need to do mm. and as much as in my heart i'm like okay that is so that's a lot how can we say anything different and that's one of the solutions that the american exactly. families are now coming up with and as a british person that remember our police doesn't our police officers do not walk around on a day-to-day -day with guns we don't but have our black men are still targeted though our black men are black man and you're driving a nice car there's a very high chance for a black woman i since i've black woman. my car i've been treated very differently yeah you know what i mean so i see but i think another so i was gonna put this out there and i don't know what you think about we started to discuss it before we came on air but um i was discussing with um a family member of mine and they were saying that they don't feel comfortable to book flights in america anymore they will not be going they've got a holiday mm -hmm. this year if it get if it comes to pass that was already booked for a birthday celebration with their friends um, but they're saying after this after this last trip to well basically this is going to be their last trip to America for a while yeah. and I'm kind of feeling like they're saying like for me to go on holiday with my fiance in a place where until they hear his voice they're going to try and kill him and I can, people might be like oh that's a bit drastic how is it a bit drastic it's not we could have a rental he could, be not, driving. Yeah. he could be driving they could stop him he's not American he could just be like oh yeah let me just get my license and they're just shooting what am I going to do out there in America yeah. I don't. Why would I? Why would I put myself there? I don't want to go. Yeah. And I'm a. I love it's to not, go on holiday. I love traveling. I mean, people have proven time and time again that, um, uh, or rather, these incidents have proven time and time again that, um, it's not safe. It's really not safe for 
people of color people of color in america um so i don't disagree with you know with someone who might say they don't want to go to america because of that feeling of of you know unsafety and insecurity and stuff like that man i'll be going to africa okay yes well that was my next that was my next point like We've got to the point now where go to the Caribbean. We can go to the Caribbean. We can go to Africa. We don't need to spend our money in this economy. And I would even go as far as to say, and I know that Americans might be like, Afro, Afro. I wish that I had, you know, I would love to get an African American on with us to kind of ask these questions to. Why do so many of them just stay there? I know that everybody doesn't have the means to leave, but why don't you leave? Why are you still there? Because it's their country, though. It's still their country. As much as they've been pillaged uh, as a people, we've been, they've, we, I say we because it's black community, but they specifically as a group of people have been exploited, they've been pillaged over time, they've been, you know, kidnapped, placed in this land and all of that. We understand, I know that and know, we know their history and things, but at the same time, they're there now and they're, you know, they are as entitled as anybody else, as as your average Karen, they are entitled. <laughs> Karen. So you know the argument you, you know is what, why why should I leave? This is my home. I should feel comfortable. You should, but we don't. You should, but we, we don't. don't. You, we so are then, not, okay. Coffee shops. They can't go to the coffee shop. They can't go to the mall. They can't fall asleep. They can't. They can't be in the park. They can't be in their car. I say no. I'm actually, this is a serious, serious question. If I was to sit down with an African American, I'd have to ask you, why would you stay here? Yeah, but as, again, even, as a British, even as a British-born person, I've never lived anywhere in my life. I've never lived anywhere else in my life as you have. But I consider all the time. I have that conversation with my fiance. I have it with my cousins. I'm like, where are we gonna go? Like, I don't feel like to stay in England the way we get treated. Where would we no. go? And it's something that I actually talk, I, ask, I talk to myself about it all the time. And I wonder if um, African-Americans are starting to think that, like, you know, where are we going to go? Why do why are we just staying here? And I know yeah, that I might yeah, that might be one of the solutions. I know everybody can't get up and leave. I know that's not like, where's everyone going to go? you got visas and all that kind of thing. But it's just a question. It's just it's just a solution based question that I would actually ask myself, like, what are these yeah. people guys for? So, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's as, as, as straightforward as, you know, I think, again... No, not straightforward, but do you hear that? I don't, I've never heard that. I hear what you're saying. I hear just, what you're you know, saying. Just as a and, conversation. And that feeling of, this is this place is not for me, you know? Even though I have a right to it, I've been constantly made to feel less than and inferior. So why should I tolerate that? I get that. However... I still feel like, yo, my ancestors, they worked their backside off to build this economy and therefore I'm entitled to it. So I I feel like that might be one part of the solution. Like, you know, this idea of, um, what, what is it? Pan-Africanism, where we all go back to Africa or um, I think I have to do some more research on it, but you know, some countries offering citizenship to so countries like Ghana and so on, offering citizenship to African-Americans and other people in the diaspora who want to relocate to Africa. I think that's a very real conversation that we can have and should have um, and actually just create our own kind of Wakanda or, you know, whatever it is yeah. um, and just move away and just completely um boycott boycott um the west but then i don't think everybody's gonna i don't think everybody has that that um mindset but i I agree that it's a very um real conversation i think that um well you know there was um there's a place called greenwood tulsa oklahoma and that's known as the Black Wall Street. So when 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 people say, "Oh, we don't come together as businesses. We're not we're not um, entrepreneurish. We don't have business minds. We can't come together. We don't spend our money together." We have done that in America, and they they, they bond it. Mm. 
So, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. that we haven't, we don't come together, we don't have our businesses, we don't. I still not, think that I still think that African Americans currently um, need to rally a little bit more together in terms of what they do politically. I think because they're, and you know, I hate this. <laughs> my husband and I were discussing this um, recently. The term ethnic minority and minorities. I absolutely hate that that phrase and that term. But even though they are considered to be a minority, quote in quote in quote marks, um, they they still have a significant amount of power. And if they were to rally together in a very different kind of way, I think that might have more of an impact. Um, whether it is, you know, it, I think it just needs to be almost revolutionary, completely yeah. revolutionary. And I think everybody needs to get on board. There, should, there shouldn't be any sort of um, divisions and things like that. I think, and that's something I think African-Americans have to figure out for themselves, even though as, people within the black community we we support and we rally behind them and whatever I think at the end of the day like for that specific situation that's something that they they have to rally they have to come together and and whether it is they 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 form their own political party or um I don't know whatever it is I don't I don't have the specific solution but I do know that they need to come together because if they don't, as much as people are rioting and protesting now, I don't think it's going to result in anything um, significant if there isn't a revolutionary thing happening. Well, there says, I'm reading different things, I'm hearing that the police officer has been arrested, and then there's another there's another, mm. another side to the story where people are um searching his name on the prison and you know on the arrested list apparently there's some website where you can go i need to find it i haven't found it yet where you can go and put in someone's name and see if they're in police custody and his name's not on it so apparently mm -hmm. allegedly we've been told that he's been arrested but he hasn't actually because they said that they just sacked the people but it's like are they taking the mic with us do they think the that surprised me sacking <laughs> them wish it did go and have their fancy pension mm. But anyway, we move, we move. So mm, thinking about yeah. this now, another situation that's happened and a big term that, you know, is amongst us as a people is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a big thing within the black community because of all we've seen or we've been through and a lot of and the time it, it being undealt with. It's not and it's something that was, you could argue, and people argue this as well. Um, there's a professor... Um, at the University of the West Indies, um, Hilary Beckles, he argues um, about the after effects of slavery in today's current generation and like how it's kind of almost embedded in our in our psyche. Yeah. So yeah. So that it's like the the whole issue of PTSD is such a it's a huge one. <laughs> it's a it's a huge one. Well, they say that trauma can be passed on. Trauma it can be definitely We are living the in people talk about oh slavery is dead and gone. It's like no, it, this thing has been inherited and it 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 it's uh, it manifests itself in so many different ways. Okay, yeah. so let let's stick a pin. So, you know, when you have that age old, you always get that white person. Oh, why don't you just let it go? Why don't you just let it go? So why do we lay every, why does the queen why go don't you let go your money then? Why don't you get rid of your estate? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't let go anything. We, we celebrate, well, not we, but the countries that be, they celebrate the ending of World War One, the ending of World War Two, mm -hmm. laying this reef, laying that reef, these, you know, old little white men respect to them that you know fought, fought for their country but we had a plight too and you keep telling us to forget about it yeah he who forgets he who forgets doesn't have roots he who forgets no. knows knows not where he's coming from and we, we should, i don't think we should people talk about uh you know forget about the slavery thing or 
that's gone. We can't live in the past and whatever. But I'm a strong advocate for we can't. We should never forget. Never I forget it. And always because it. Well, it, you know what the thing is. They haven't, they, they haven't forgot. That's why you're so afraid of us. That's why you continue to kill us. You're the people that we remember. You know, but we're not remembering to the point where we are now trying to kill you. We just remember to be like, okay, we need to be wary of these people because that's sensible. That's called survival. You yeah. remember to the point where whenever you see us, you hate us. Whenever you see us, you want to kill us. So who's remembering more, us or you? Exactly. How does that even work? Exactly. And then I, I suppose over here now, this, the sensibility is that, oh, you know, in America, we're, you know, over here, we're not as um as brutal or, you know, going back to the whole pyramid that you were discussing, like, oh, in, in, in Britain, we would never do the things at the top of the pyramid. Um, but how many things on, the, on that bottom pyramid? Uh, are it, uh, every one of them. I've experienced <laughs> nearly everything on that bottom bit. And I'm sure oh, if we was God. to sit down, if we was to show that triangle to and not have any conversations with any of our peers, give it to young, you know, everyone, anyone that can read and understands those terminologies, and we gave that picture out, I, I can guarantee you, I bet my bottom dollar on it, that most of us would be ticking at least 10 things. And yes. the, list has got, the list has got a good 30, 40 things on it. Everyone yeah. would be ticking at least 10. So it is a real thing that we have to deal with day in, day out, being mm. looked down on, being seen as less than, oh, you're clever, oh, you got a 2-1, oh, you got to, it's always a surprise. What is that oh, tone of went, surprise? Oh, okay, you went there. Oh. Yeah, exactly, what is that tone of surprise? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. It's, um, but going back to the whole idea of, of um PTSD, um how do we how do we get over that like so we're dealing with the ptsd on several levels so we're dealing with the almost the inherited trauma of our, and then of the, the repeated occurrence and then the repeated occurrence of these things even obviously yeah the cycle the, the scenario that's happened right now yes uh, you know that's happened yes. in america yeah yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't even. I don't know about you, but I did not watch the video. I couldn't. I, I, I saw the somebody post like the first time I saw it. Like it was just like a, you know, like the the image, and I was like, oh gosh, not another one. I am not going to open this thing, and then um, and then I just kept seeing it, and I just refused. I was like, nah, I cannot. I can't. It's too. It's just it's it's too numbing it's too it just becomes overwhelming well i think that's one of the first things that we can do that's one of the first things that we can do we need to control our intake from the social media from the supporters we have to control what we're consuming and if if we know really our mental capacity our mental state you know our temperance isn't going to deal with it we need to um almost shut it off yeah someone's going to raise that like even today I was listening to something in preparation for our podcast um, on Instagram where there's speeches and different conversations happening. And, you know, you would, on Instagram, you can play the videos. Obviously, they have audio with them. My yeah. daughter said, Mommy, can you not play anything else to do with this racist stuff? I can't take anymore. And she's not been on Instagram. This was just a yeah. few videos that I played, and this is what she said to me. Yeah. So I had to kind of listen and thought, okay, I'm not going to play them. So we yeah, have to block just, it out guess... ourselves. And we need to do, it has to be, um, I think things need to be discussed. Things definitely need to be discussed. Conversations need to be had. But here's the thing. I find that sometimes when you have these conversations and you have these debates, who's in control of them and who's controlling the narrative? We have to have our own. I know that um, there's the Black, the Black, Dope Black Dads podcast and Dope Black Moms podcast and Dope Black Women's podcast. And they always say a phrase, and I like the phrase, they say a safe digital space. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to find their safe beat, digital beat. Obviously, we can't be personal now, but try to find yourself a safe space where you can literally say, I feel like this and it's okay. You can yeah. be angry. We don't feel judged. Don't feel. let anyone. And if you if you mm-hmm. feel like topping up yourself with these repeated situations is not relieving you, because continuing to watch the same thing over and over again, I'm no um psychological expert. Um, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist or anything like that. But to me, that just doesn't make, doesn't make sense. Don't mm-hmm. keep watching it. Discuss what you have seen and try to unpack it as best as you can. If you're having mm-hmm. anxiety or stress difficulty with sleeping 
I think you need to start to unpack these things and discuss it with um, like-minded people, you feel comfortable. people that you know may know about these things. And I would say go as far as, you know, as black people, we need to start having finding therapists and people that can help us to discuss mm -hmm. our issues. Uh, and I know there's a um, there's a stigma associated with, um, particularly in the black community, with um, going to therapy and and so on um because people just and also like in the caribbean it's like oh she, she gone crazy she, she and it's not know. even that we're we're always like oh we don't want to tell nobody our business what do you know yeah what? we don't Sometimes want your you business know, going you, around you your head back to the ground send you mad exactly you you know you dirty laundry and yeah. all of that kind of thing but i think you know it's it's important to have you know that safe space um uh you, where you can kind of unload all of your feelings and things like that and i think therapy is a really good place for that to happen i've not had therapy myself like official therapy but it's something that i am looking into um I I mean, finding the right therapist is important yeah uh, i would say i have an official therapist but um you i mention her name all the time i don't mention her name but my best friend and cousin has studied psychology and sociology and is very good at she's a social worker and we have a very open relationship where we tell each other everything and we really do unpack discuss and mm. delve into issues quite deeply and i do find it like i just find sometimes we would just phone each other and we'll be on the phone for a good two to three hours and we would discuss maybe a week's worth of things or a month's worth of things yeah. and we'll both get things off each other and we're quite honest with each other and this is the thing sometimes because what we go through as black people we don't like to feel vulnerable yeah. and to be open and to discuss the things of ptsd you have to let yourself be vulnerable and that can be yeah. very that's, that's a really that's a really good point because you know I think a lot of people um feel like they have to live up to the whole oh she's a strong black woman yes and you have to put up with that that image uh, and you know not necessarily share your heartache and so all of these things are happening to you but you you don't feel comfortable unloading them because you feel like you have to keep up with the whole whole image i mean you can be strong yeah. and still talk to a therapist like yeah. it's fine it's completely fine um and we all that's one of the ways that we can can help to to deal yeah, with i think that as well in addition to what you're saying we you know those of us that have gone through certain journeys we know that communication is very very important but mm -hmm. communication is two things is it not it's speaking and listening giving and receiving yeah. if you're only going to be one of those people that want to receive and hear what's everyone going going on with everyone else but never want to talk yours that's an issue yeah listen to everybody and their business but don't talk nothing of themselves that's quite dangerous you have yeah. to allow yourself to open exactly up. so you you need to make sure that you find the right person that you're unpacking these things with because if you're um if it's a situation where you know it's a friendship or do you know what i mean you you're doing it in that safe space then it has to be reciprocal it's you sharing and then also listening to the other person and stuff yeah. but there are some people who will just unload their burdens on you and then you end up feeling stressed out yeah. in the end more stressed than you did in the first place because you've got their situation plus your situation and then you're having to juggle between between but i think for for our black men as well i think that black oh, men yes. need to really consider you know they need to talk really more. talking with their friendship groups and if you don't want to do it with your friendship groups and you feel like oh well he's my friend but i don't want him to know certain things find yourself a therapist discuss your trauma you need to let yeah. it go you need yeah. to let it go because unfortunately we've got to the point where we're not even getting through a couple of months before there's something else and now you've got mm -hmm. this one and that one and there's going to be something else and it's piling 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 That's and it makes you feel it's just it can't be good and then you you then pass that on you pass yeah. that, that on and then the cycle just keeps repeating itself mm -hmm. and so you've got generation after generation 
living with the same burden. No. Well, I definitely agree that black men need to to just talk more. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But there are I some spaces. Is- I've seen something. Um, I probably won't be able to find it now. But there are there is as I, as I mentioned earlier, the Dope Black um Dope Black Dads podcast. They have a very good um place where you can talk. I think they have a WhatsApp group and things like that mm-hmm. where everyone talks about you know being a black man in the UK, what they have to go through and stuff like that. Much like what we're doing here. Um, you know, being a black dad and how they're viewed and how they, you know, parent and things like that. And different scenarios. Some of them are married with children. Some of them are um, blended families. Some of them are, you know, separated from their far mother of their child and they have access to them. And I'm not just, and the reason I'm bringing the whole family scenario into it is that these people that are getting shot and killed and these things that are happening, they're somebody's sons. They're yeah. somebody's father. They're somebody's Mama. uncle they're somebody's best friend they're somebody's boy they're a member of a basketball team a baseball team whatever it is they they would have had people around them Mm. so how are these people now feeling like how does george's family feel like i feel like crying even thinking about it how does his how do his friends feel how does his father feel those people really need and i think that when these some of these white corporations are popping up what can we do okay go and pay for therapy for their family seriously find them a therapist that they can deal with that can handle their issues pay for their therapy how about that yeah and pay for it as long as it needs to be don't just say oh yeah we're sorry and you know you know next minute you know you bump in whatever hip-hop or r&b song you got in your advert what have you given to our community yeah do you know what i mean yeah that's one of the things it's just come to me that can be done um i read another thing somebody said on instagram that um if you're not sure what to do, maybe print up some T-shirts, some charitable T-shirts when you sell them. Give that money to the family. Yeah. To the families of these these things that, you know, these these people that have been brutally murdered by the police, by the institutions. I know, that, um, I know, I know his family has set up um, a GoFundMe. Yeah, I think they've so hired, they hired the, one of the, um, a lawyer, let me see. That's one of the ways that you can support as well. Just in a very tangible way. Um, yeah. Just oh, lots of different ways to do it. But there's no there's no um, one way. There's no one thing that will be the There answer. isn't one way, but we just have to be active. We have to it's okay to be angry. It's okay mm-hmm. to feel away, but I do definitely think this nothing should, people need. We not we can't we can't have anything pent up. It's not going to be healthy for us mm. in the long run. Um, I I seen this thing and it says black outrage is a marketing tactic. Yeah, I've heard that. I've seen that as well. So I'm now thinking to myself with all this that's happening, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. So I apologise to anyone that thinks, oh, why is Jay saying this? You know, it's not part of the issue. I actually think it is. Because all these companies' names are now being mentioned within it. Oh, Target's been burnt down. Walmart's been burnt down. This company, that company, da 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 Okay, so people are like, I don't agree with the fact of looting. Mm-hmm. Looting is not going to bring anybody back. Robbing mm-hmm. is not going to bring anybody back. But at the same time, these places will be in our communities, happy to take our dollars, happy for us to go into the shops, and they're the same people that want to turn around and call the cops on you. sorry we're in in England so my point is that when these companies begin to say oh can we do this oh can we do that do it with genuinity don't do it because you want to jump on the bandwagon oh black people matters black life matters and you jump in you know you're going to publicize yourself do it quietly the same Mm. way that you race this quietly the same way you don't say nothing quietly just give the money to the families don't say nothing Mm. hold it be humble that too Humble, be humble. Do you know what I mean? Somebody was saying, uh, I was watching Trevor Noah's clip, and he was talking oh, about um, he was talking about the whole idea of, of looting and you know people protesting against well people saying arguing against it, saying you know what does it serve if you're gonna loot and burn on the place that's not going to resolve anything. And he was talking about the fact that if as a society he was saying that it's like we've signed um an agreement um an unwritten agreement that we abide by certain laws 
and if those laws have been constantly violated in you know amongst your own people and it's almost as if your people have been looted like black bodies have been looted so why is it now that when we retaliate that it's viewed as um oh you know they're destroying society well of course we're doing that because it's an immediate reaction to what has already been happening to um a a group of people so i thought that was a good point and a good way of an interesting way of looking at it in terms of you know people saying oh you know looting isn't gonna do anything burning down a building isn't gonna do anything but why should i abide by the laws that you set when you haven't even done that for yourself and you don't show up for me why should i continue to follow this agreement so that i thought that was interesting um there's a young lady i don't know her name anyway this young lady made a speech and she's saying that she doesn't care about the companies that are being you know looted and robbed and burnt down is that the one on fox today um i've got it from one of the podcast websites and instagrams that i follow she's all over the um she's all over she's all over videos watching and she was saying something about well they learned the looting from them we learned it from you yeah i I can't remember her name but i agree with what she's saying i don't think looting is going to make it better but that's how they behave they looted africa they looted america you loot wherever you go but you don't like when it happens to you Mm, exactly you know what Mm. i mean and at the end of the day if you don't want anybody to react oh i've got it here actually yeah you don't want people to react Tamika who? Mallory. Yeah, they need to stop. Why don't you stop being violent? Why are you so violent towards us? Why are you still doing this? Because mm. I'd just really like to see if I were in in terms of solution based, I'd really like to sit down with the police officers and ask them why they're doing that. Why are you behaving in this way? But yeah, it's 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 a systematic thing because for hundreds of years. This thing has been ingrained in the psyche of the people. So the the white community, the um, the policing community within itself, and then this the whole culture of okay, well, you know, I know there's a lot of injustice going on in the police system, but nobody actually speaks out against it. Yeah. Um, so this is for a while. It's not just. I think another solution is that they need to go back and look at how these police officers are trained. Because mm. why is this just automatic for you to just take out your gun so quick? Yeah. Or to be so violent and aggressive, like when you see them arresting people on on the news for the, and how the Americans, they got them on the floor, they're punching them, they're bending them up. Sometimes the person's not even resisting; they just got them all kind of bent up way. Yeah. Like, what? What is that? It, it, it's uh, the notion of power, isn't it? And 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 what people do when that power when Goes they feel like yes, when that power goes unchallenged, yeah. So they, you know. You 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 have a gun. This person is doesn't have a gun, so you feel like you have one over them. Um, and yeah, that that's a terrible thing when these people are walking around thinking that they have more power than they actually do. It's okay, so we're coming up to an hour now, so I'm gonna ask you if you could say three points of solution that you would say to our fellow African Americans and or anything you would say to our our, our community here what would three things if you can't think of three that's fine that you would say what are our takeaways from our discussion and the events the current affairs that are happening at the moment okay I would say one um now is the time to come together and unite so however you feel like you need to do that, whether it is um, joining an organization or rallying to rally, rallying different people together um, to, to discuss, to educate, to collaborate on different things and to form like just a unified body that is able to do things in a revolutionary way. I think 
people in their own little factions, that is not going to solve anything. I think the African-American community just definitely needs to come together um, politically to make um, a massive difference to their policies and the law of the land. Um, and it's not going to work if it's just a few people at a time. It needs to be a collective force. Yeah. Um, secondly, I would say um, education is key. So knowing, you know, knowing your laws, um, knowing what your rights are, um, knowing what you can and cannot do knowing your history or you know the the different scenes or scenarios don't just listen to everything online or whatever you see do go and do your own research so you're very aware of you know what the scenario is and how it could have been dealt with and stuff like that so you have um an informed view i think that's very important and you can then pass that on to your children or educate others where they may need help and finally um i don't know i think those main those are the two things for me educate yourself and unite okay i would say um for us that are here oh yeah i forgot us (laughs) yeah go on for us that are here i think that we probably need to yeah yeah, just don't be vacating there. Vacations for me in America are now cancelled. And I know people have something, oh, cancel culture. Yeah, I do feel like I just don't, I don't even feel like I won't be going there. I won't be going there with my fiance. I won't be going there with my brother. Um, Yeah, so camp holidays there in terms of me putting any kind of finances into their e- economy. It's not a big thing that I can do in terms of, we were discussing off air that, a lot of produce and you know branding and stuff like that are from America okay I hear that but I'd have to pick up myself and go there on a plane and physically spend money with them so that's something I won't be doing and Mm -hmm. I think that maybe if that's if you're a traveler and you've frequently travel you might want to consider that um just by way as a stand a personal stand um Mm -hmm. I would also say I'm very big on seeking help in terms of communication so where I was talking about the PTSD and you know having doing therapy so finding someone maybe in your family that you can really talk to really allow yourself to be vulnerable opening up yourself when you suffer with the microaggressions when you've been out and someone's been untoward with you that's not of your race and treated you in a certain way or even if you see something on tv or you know what's happening now things are triggering you i think that you should um be discussing those things and thirdly i definitely agree with what you said about educating yourself i think if you're not black you need to educate yourself about our history and what what part your forefathers have had on on the history and why it's important for us to remember everything that's happened to us we weren't our history is not just slavery we are so much more we've given so much to this world we've given so much to societies across the world inventors scientists mathematicians we are very intelligent you know talented creative people and you need to know that part before you come for our juggler and try to eliminate us off the face of the earth and understand why we are the way we are yeah. the issues that we have and not just want to take from our culture and you know let's jig up and twerk to our music but you don't want to know nothing to do when it comes to you know you want to you love the black culture but you don't want to love being black and i don't want you to love being black but you need to have the love for us to know that you don't want to be treated how we're treated yeah and if a lady that says that i'll find her name i'll put it in the comments but there's a a, a professor that talks about if anyone i'll find it now because it's going to bug me um rihanna stand up and which who in this room wants to be treated as black people are treated in this country and nobody stands up it's a room full of white students nobody stands up and then she says that means you're fully aware of how black people are treated in this society and you're okay with it and you do nothing mm. so they know what ha- what happens people that aren't actually you may not be behind the gun you may not be behind the knife you may not be behind the lynching but you don't speak up when you see and you know you don't want it for you yeah so that's what i would say yeah i mean um i was just saying rihanna says 
<laughs> pull up, you know, if you've got friends that you consider, you know, if you've got people who are black, who you consider to be your friends, then now is the time to show your, your solidarity. Um, now more than ever, as opposed to, like you said, just participating in the in the good stuff. You need to be down for the for this kind of stuff as well, because that is telling. And if you're not, then it suggests that, well, it tells us a whole lot about you. So. Silence speaks volumes, doesn't it? The lady's uh, name is Jane Elliott. Okay. And you can YouTube her her lecture and what she says about race. Okay. To her to her own, she's saying it to her own peers. It's quite an interesting speech, and it's interesting because it comes from. She's actually. Let me see. I'll put it in the. Sorry. We can put it in the um comments. The mm. anti-racism experiment that transformed an Oprah audience. So she's been doing this for a number of years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Really, really, really think about it. Think about it. If this is playing, hopefully, to white Americans across the ocean and you're listening to us, really think about what we're saying. Really think about it because you wouldn't like to be treated how we're treated. You would like to go and get your coffee or your hot chocolate from Starbucks without being attacked. You would like to drive down the road without being scared of stop being stopped by the police you want to go to central park or wherever your local park is and go for your jog or take your dog for a run or a walk without someone bothering you you want to move into an apartment building without being harassed it's real and these are the things that are happening and as um, me and tinda are talking about we are talking about solutions and it involves everybody because we can do so much as a people but if you're going to continue to attack us all that's going to happen is a war the um, African-Americans in America are literally arming up now. Is this what we really want? And that's... <laughs> okay, guys. So thank you for listening. Episode number 11. Um, I put some promos out there, guys. I'm hoping to get some guests on me and Tinder that are working on it. If you're listening and you feel that you could have inputs and you like what we talk about, you like our style, you like our pattern come through dm that you want to talk about suggest any comments um we are still doing this separately away from each other <laughs> i miss my partner but yeah soon come but um thank you for listening guys good afternoon good evening good night Good afternoon, we are evening, on iTunes, we are on Spotify, we are on Buzzsprout. <laughs> I need to start again. <laughs> okay, good afternoon, good evening, good night. We are on <laughs> iTunes, we are on Spotify, we are on Buzzsprout. Coming now, everybody, check us check out. Check us out. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Have Peace out. Bye.